Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Every time I... Uh Every time I buy something impulsively, yeah. I think of you, like because you're 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 a real like uh, impulse buyer. So the other day, the kids were stunned. You see something and you just grab it. It's not something you were shopping for. Right. This isn't a criticism. It's something I think is kind of fun about you. Yeah. So just give me this, goddamn it. Sure. <laughs> but the other day. I was looking at the surf report and there was this, there was these shoes called I call them Kangreels. I guess they're Kangreels, but Kangreels or something. Have you heard of these shoes? No. And I told Chance I was like, I'm going to I'm just going to buy some Kangreels right now cuz they have like fur in them and you can wear them after you surf and they're like slippers sort of. Really? And you wear them around town too. Okay, sure. I'm like, I just I'm I'm going to buy some uh, I don't know what you guys are doing tonight, but I'm going to purchase some Kangreels right now. And that's what you ended up doing. And I, I bought the Kangreels, and uh, and, and they thought I was them? joking. They're coming right now, but they they thought they thought as I was, we speak they're on yeah, their way. As the, as we speak in this very moment, they are they're in transit. Route. Yeah, they are in route. They are in transit. transit. Yeah, <laughs> the Kangreels are on the way, and they're from Europe or something. And uh, they're giant. I think basically they're just moccasins type thing. But uh, when I when I bought them, I thought of you, and the kids thought I was joking because they'd never seen me do something like that before. They were like, "You just bought something, like out of the blue for no reason." Really? Yeah, I don't need kangreels. Well, the great, the but great I told story the kids that is, I told the kids, I said, "Look, I, it's going to be a world where years from now, people are going to, you know, you're going to be like, it's before he had the kangreels and after, you know." That's pretty much the story. Okay, so here's, uh, and, here's you know, the great story. It's to be continued, because when I open story. those kangreels, I'll let you know what they're like. Here's the real yeah. story. Yeah. Is the time that we were in Alaska. Yeah. And we went to a store. I think yeah. it was a gift shop yeah. for a nature preserve yeah. or something. Yeah. And I came out, and I'd looked at this knife in the display case, and yeah. I came out, and I was like, and you go, did you, did you get that knife? Yeah. Or I think I said, look, I got the knife. Yeah. Like, you're the only person I know that would buy a four hundred dollar knife as an impulse buy. Well, not only that, but you didn't have your credit card, so I paid for it. That's right. <laughs> and you said you'd reimburse me, which you did. But I, but it was funny. Like, it was funny enough to have you buy it, and then actually I bought it. <laughs> I'm like, I had and to you, borrow the money to buy. Yeah, it. and you bought like six hundred dollars worth of stuff at that gift shop, which you. It's you Alaska. Know. When yeah. are we yeah. even going to get no. to go back? I mean, I want to go. But back. that knife is still my prized possession. In the um, uh, in my household, in my kitchen, yeah, yeah, I use it for all kinds of stuff. The thing I like using it the most for is when I'm eating an apple on the porch, yeah, in my rocker, yeah. I'll sort of <laughs> cut off a slice of apple and just eat it right off the goddamn knife. <laughs>
And as you're sitting there then talking try, to someone, you go. Then I try and pick off some indigenous people with my shotgun. And then yeah. you say, "I'm never gonna get old, and I'm never gonna die." And then you eat another one. I eat another slice. No, I like taking slices of cheese with it. I mean, it's the greatest knife. It's just the shape yeah. of it, and it's a yeah. bone handle. Yeah, that's an excellent knife. So yeah, I, I'll make. You know what, Kate and I do is we buy things immediately that we know we're gonna love and keep forever. Yeah. So I bought this coat that's like maybe five five sizes too big, maybe eight sizes too big, and it's meant to be that. It's meant yeah. to be that big. Yeah. And I just loved it so much, and Kate and I had to pretend that we weren't going to get it, but I ended up buying it for her. But then I got drunk, and I and I so I wore it home. I didn't know she'd be home when I got home, so I ruined the surprise. But it's a pretty amazing <laughs> big coat. So. Let's. You want to do our opener? Sure. You guys, ready? All right. Now you just got you got to peek behind the curtain there for how we start our show. Sometimes we're just talking. I tell TJ Sometimes about our opener. Just squawking. And he just kind of. <laughs> Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. You know, it's not always easy getting guest for this show. And it's, it's a challenge, but a lot of people want to do the show and I have to say no. Other people are coming to the show and they die on the way or they get in a car accident or they cause someone else, someone else's death. I'm talking to you, Mackie Sasser. And, uh, but I have to kind of employ different techniques to get guests. And so um, I've decided with all the protesting that's going on now and all the peaceful protests and non-peaceful protests and, you know, people picketing and all these sorts of things, um, you know, people are, you know, out there picketing racial injustice or there's anti-war peace, you know, uh, protests and then there's pro-war protests. A lot of those going on. Yeah, a lot of those. And uh, so I decided to go down to a protest and uh, just kind of get somebody to interview and we'll see uh, what they're protesting. So I'm down here right now. I just came outside the building and you can hear people uh, kind of milling about here. And cracking uh, now. Frick fracking now! Go frickin' frick your frack! Sir, sir, can you? You gotta stop fracking! Sir, frick can these I? Fracks. Sir, can I interview for the show? Frick these fracks, mama! Frickin'! Sir, can I interview for the? Frick out! Frick out! Boop 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 boop! Frick out! Frick out! Boop boop Hey, TJ, what the? Who the? Horton hears the who? What are you doing protesting out here? Oh my gosh, Cash, you look amazing. Thank you. You have an incredible glow to you. Thank you. What's going on? Well, look below. Wait, 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 the sun's behind your head. Here, I just. Yeah, yeah, here's the. Oh, same same look. Yeah. See my feet? Do you. Look at my feet. Are you tired? Yeah, look. Look. Hey, oh, I love your cankles. Damn it, Todd. <laughs> Time release what, put down. What are cankles? Yeah, you know, look at my shoes. I don't have any. You know why? I'm waiting for my cankreels. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear anything until those. 
till those come. Anyway, you're protesting. You're just, you're just going barefoot until the kangaroo. Yes. Down? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna insult my feet. Aren't you worried that? I'm not gonna insult my feet. Aren't you worried that walking on. down the street or in alleyways is possibly gonna be like walking on broken glass? Do, do, walking do, on broken glass. <laughs> 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 I always like to do that in protest. What were you doing out Every here? Every time you do that, for whatever reason, it surprises me how hard the audience laughs. <laughs> like when you do it on stage. Yeah, like, yeah. Hoo, 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 hee, ha, 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 hee, hoo, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then That's I so see you do it closely. Yeah. And it looks so hilarious. It yeah. is the absolute silliest I thing. I have some new videos I've been making where I go to different hoo, places. Hoo, hee, hoo, hee, hoo, I go to different places and just I, we film people's reaction. I just walk into different places and go, and just see people's reaction. And uh, have you really been doing that? Yeah, we, we videoed a few of those. Oh, you and your boys? Yeah, just for fun. I'll be like, guys, watch this. Is, this a good, is this a good place for it? And then we'll do it. It's kind of fun. It sounds like a lot of yeah, fun. It's a blast when you have two little kids that can, you know what? They're good laughers at this age. So, you know, it's like you're. You know, you're doing well. You've got an audience. Yeah, yeah. You've got a permanently... You, all you want to do is get some laughs. I mean, I, I you don't even care where they come from as a comedian. I did a corporate the other day that wasn't as fun as I had hoped it would be. Right. But then at the hotel afterwards, um, you know, in the lobby, someone brought out some cookies. And I did a little sight gag with the cookies and got some big laughs in the lobby. And that was my set for the day. That's all you needed. Yeah. And, you know, you you often don't bring up the names of the companies yeah. that you've worked for. Yeah. But you said that Deloitte, which was this company, was just a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> just a whole, just a fucking bowl of shit. A-hole sour. Is what you said. You said 2.0. You go, the company A-hole sours, Deloitte, 2.0. And all yeah. the people yeah. that work there are just yeah. bowls of shit. Yeah, yeah. And the smaller guys are little cups of shit. <laughs> But most of them are full bowls. That's what you kept saying. <laughs> Tell me about the And then two. I was really I was really surprised to see that yeah. you had printed out pictures of the top brass at Deloitte. Yeah. And yeah. then the Deloitte logo. And then you proceeded. I left as soon as you started doing this. But uh, then, uh, you know, I you proceeded to just defecate and urinate on the, you know, the floor of your hotel room onto and over all of these printed out pictures of Deloitte. And that is where the train left the building. Yeah, yeah, I really, I had to leave. And that that is where the sharp shark, shark was proverbially jumped. Yeah. The sharp shark. The sharp shark. (laughs) He's warming up for an audition. We should have said that, guys. No, I did a corporate... The sharp shark shark. I did a a corporate recently where I could not remember the name of the company uh, at the start of my show. You mentioned that. And that's always awkward when you're performing for a group of people and you don't remember uh, who they work for. Even though there are signs... I was looking around like, I wonder... That's like when you say the wrong city. Yeah. The audience gets so oh, upset. Oh, God, that happened it's to me. It's the worst thing You've you seen me do. do that. I think I did that in St. Louis. I was like, could it be back here in Cincinnati? Yeah, that's right. That's Which, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. You called St. Louis, Cincinnati, and they were like, what? Yeah, yeah. It just makes them feel so unimportant. That's why I love doing longer There's sets, There's no though. excuse for it. That's why I'm, I'm terrified of short sets, because I think long sets, you have time to absorb any problems. 
you can make you can prove you're funny in a you know 30 minutes or 45 minutes set uh, even if something goes wrong somewhere along the way in a short set I feel a lot more pressure I think it's five seven minutes set because something goes wrong sometimes it takes a while to get their trust back you know um, yeah, that's the worst thing. Reminds you me, to say. in terms of forgetting the name of the company, I, I may have told this story in the past, but did, no, I, t- did I tell you about the first uh, time I um, was opening in um, in Las Vegas? I um, it was you know it's just probably pretty early on uh, in in my career, and I forgot the headliner's name, and uh. I. And I was like freaking out about it, obviously. Yeah, and I—I I probably told this story on the show. Yeah, this is great. Keep going, keep going. I was freaking out. I'm like, "Hey, you guys, ready for your headliner tonight?" And, uh, yeah. I, and then, uh, they're all clapping. I'm like, "All right." Uh, and I'm starting. I'm like, you're sweating. Uh, you're sweating. Starting to sweat a little bit. And I'm like, "All right, well, uh, let me bring him on stage. Uh, you see him on Comedy Central and Showtime, actually." Yell out his name for me. Yell out his name. And like, like, and then people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yell out. I want you all to yell it out together. Let's all bring them up together, right? And the crowd's like, huh? And I'm like, does anyone, come on, yell out, give me his name. You guys excited about it? And no one knows. No one knows his name, right? No one knows, right? No one knows who he is. Why don't they know his name? I don't know. They didn't, no one yelled it out. So then, like, people are, and I'm That's looking, so as hilarious. this is happening, I'm looking at the little table tents. I'm trying to see if his name's somewhere on, like, yeah, yeah. future appearances. I'm trying to figure out where I can find out where his name is. And I can't find it anywhere. This is a great story. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm not going to bring him up until somebody <laughs> yells out his name. I think he deserves that, you know. Uh, I think he deserves it. Serious? Yeah, yeah. And then somebody, somebody actually, because it wasn't Jesus a. Jesus Christ, it wasn't, that's funny. It wasn't that big of a crowd. But someone left the room and went outside the showroom and found out his name and came back in and yelled it out. And I'm like, you're right. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. And he comes out on stage and he was so. What was his name? I don't remember. I, even now. See, that's how bad it was. He was so pissed because he thought I was embarrassing him on purpose. Like, hey, here's this no name comedian. And he was so pissed. And from then on, every single time I open a show, I always, like, will put... Uh, from then on, I always put the person's name on my hand, yeah. just in case, for the rest of my time. That's but, such uh, a bummer. I Did should write the name terribly? of the company. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Did he feel... Um, I don't know if it affected his show or not. Well? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it affected his show or not. I just... He was so pissed. After the show, he came back. He's like, what the fuck was that? You trying to embarrass me? And I'm like, I'm, I was really, I'm really sorry, man. I was, I felt terrible. What did you tell him? I just told him, I'm like, I just completely blanked, and I, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to you know, get the crowd excited, and, you know. And uh, how did he take that? Was and then I just go. And then I just go. By the way, uh, I love your cankles. But and what go, did I'll be headlining tonight? <laughs> but tomorrow. what really though? What like? I think I calmed him down. I mean, I felt terrible, you know. I think he knew I wasn't trying to embarrass him once things cooled off a bit. So, that's a bummer. I think it is a bummer to say to the audience, "Come on, you know who you're here to see. Yell it out!" And no one yells anything. (laughs) No one knows who they're there to see. Hey, what were you protesting? Couldn't quite figure Uh, it out. These freaking frackers. Yeah. I mean, it's not one freaking frack. It's another freaking frack. And these freaking frackers. Yeah. They're licking crackers. Yeah, These freaking crackers are licking crackers. They are. They are. Yeah. They're yeah. salty. I don't like it. Yeah. So I just was out here protesting that. I don't really know what fracking is. <clears throat> I know that it has something to do with oil. 
and also uh, <laughs> passing gas while you're backpacking. So I know, <laughs> I know that those two things. Yeah. Apply to the word. Where those two twins never the same shall meet. No, quite the opposite. Yeah. So those two things, um, and that's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> just horrifyingly, just <laughs> shrieking, <laughs> just going. And I don't know. It was okay, but it was. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> listen, I I can't wait for somebody to call up here. Listen, and be like, "What's happening?" Freaking fan, chai chai, kaka, kaka, kaka. I um, listen. There's a lot of people that are getting upset these days, and that's why I wanted to go to a protest because I wanted to talk to you about this seriously. Okay, we you know we we jest, we jest we on joke. the show, we joke around, we joke and we jest because we love you. But sometimes we have to talk about the serious stuff and. There's so many different people now that are upset with so many different groups. And I feel like the problem is tribalism because oh, everybody right. joins different groups or is it feels that they're part of different groups, right? Yeah. And then each group, you know, dislikes other groups. And those, those groups feel persecuted by other groups, right? And it goes back and forth and everybody's offended by what people say. And um, there's a lot in the news right now about that kind of stuff, and there always is these days, right? For sure. And the problem is tribalism, because the minute you feel you're a part of a group, you hate other groups. And so what I think we should do is realize that uh, not be a part of any group, and I think we should, I think it's important to just hate all people. Just hate all people. Just dislike just, just dislike everyone. And not, and not even worry about which group they're in, you know? Um, the minute you, you know, it's funny, people come up and say, um, you know the only group I'm the part of? I'm a part of uh, San Francisco Giants fan group, right? That's your tribe. Right? And guess what? I don't think disliking Dodgers and Dodger fans has been that healthy even. So like, it's, it doesn't even come out that, that well. A lot of times. So you feel that you. But should. when people try to make me a part of a group, I'm uh, I'm one half Jewish, and people are like, "Are you in the tribe? Your name's last, and your, your last name's Jewish." And I was like, "No, I don't want to be a part of a group. I don't want to be a part of your group or any other group. If we would just saw ourselves as human beings that hated all other humans, then it'd be fine. The problem is when we compartmentalize ourselves into these different tribes. I think that's the problem." So we got to stop doing that. What do you think? So I'm, I think it's just, it's going to be impossible to not do that. I think human beings are. I think we should have social advanced animals, in the last tribal thousands and thousands of years. We should have advanced beyond that because we're. I don't think we're seeing well enough that it's not healthy for us as a, as a species. We're not. We go back and but we relitigate things that happened hundreds, two hundreds. Every group has been persecuted on some level. I think that's kind of how it goes. The problem is they find comfort in having a tribe, but they don't realize that it causes, I think, more pain than comfort. What pain does it cause? Because often that group is persecuted, and that they feel that that group is judged. And you want to say, but you aligned yourself with that group. I think if we're groupless, it's better. That's all I'm saying. Are you a part of any group? No, I mean, I'm a nihilist. So, no. You are part of a group. You're a comedian. 
Well, then everybody's part of every group. No, what I'm saying You're is... You're part of the group of guys that owns a gray hoodie. That's a really important group, and you've really touched a nerve, you know? Have you? Yeah, you really... You, you've pushed... You know what? You went too far on that one, dude. Well, guess what? I don't like that you're always making fun of my small ears. <laughs> you see what's happening to us? Do you see what's happening? Because I'm in a group of people that has ears that are so small, I can't hear when people make fun of it, even though I know that they are. You know what we like to do when we do the podcast, usually? We like to start it off with the triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. Um, so, pro or con? Ready? Pro or con? Yeah. You ready? Pro or con? Resuscitating someone... With the bicycle pump. I think pro. Yeah, I mean, me if you too. you can do me it, too. it's so funny That's looking. what I can say. Because here's the thing. I really, I think me saving someone's life with CPR, I, I think that I don't want to kiss a stranger who might throw up in their mouth. Yeah, or, but you it's know, thrilling I, I to me. Is, there, is the barf going to come out? <laughs> or am I going to be able to get my lips off those sweet pillow <laughs> face before the barf goes into my mouth, man? Sweet That's what faces. turns me on. Yeah, yeah. Like to get in there real close, yeah. and then if I hear a little gurgle, then I'll, you know, back up. But yeah. I yeah. still want a little more, so yeah. I go in, and then suddenly, right. and it goes up my mouth and out my nose, and cash, I come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> People that come while they do CPR. How is your CPR today, honey? Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't save him, but I came in my pants, a little sticky zipper. Yeah, that's yeah. his wife is saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's really funny. Uh, you're not going to come if you do it with a bicycle pump. Women or men who, who sort of climax through CPR. <laughs> there should be a name for that. They're just always hanging out near the pool, you know, near people that seem like it's their first or second time swimming. Is that the name of the episode, CPR Climax? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> CPR Climax. I took a bike ride the other day, and I my tire was a little bit low um, on the back of my bike. And I'm about, I don't know, five, six miles from home. Sure. And uh, this guy pulls over, and I, he had a bike pump. And I go, ah, yeah, my tire's kind of low. He's like, well, let me, let me lend you my bike pump. And uh, actually, no, no, he was the one that noticed it. He's like, he's like uh, hey, do you need a, because I was kind of looking at it, squeezing it. And he goes, hey, I got a bike pump. You, you, uh, What's the context of this? Was he in another car? No, he was, he was another bicycle. So he had a bike pump oh, on his, I one of those see. little pumps on sure, his bike. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Right? So he, he goes, hey, it looks like you're a little low. The whole time I thought you were talking about cars. Yeah, no, no. It was all bicycles. Okay, good. He goes, looks like you're a little low. You need a, you need to get pumped up a little more. And, you know, I was a little low, but I made it out there just fine. Do, so. do they, we are going to pump you, you up. up. Yeah. Okay. So he pulls out his pump. He goes, this is a new one. It's, I got it just got on Amazon. It's a maiden voyage here. He's making a big deal about it. And it's got the wrong type of... Uh, Sort of, uh, there's two different, uh, you know, sort of ways that it goes in here. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is yeah, the a other tram one. tanner. Yeah. Tram stamper. Is that what it is? No. The, the bottom line is he undid my tire as he put it in and let all the air out. And it turned out uh, he uh, didn't have the other, you know, way so of doing totally it. So basically deflated. just deflated my tire and I have no way of getting home. 
I mean, what did he say? How <laughs> he did was, he deal with he that? He was very apologetic, but I don't think he realized how, like, the extent of what he had just done because he goes, yeah, it really was uh, flat. And I wanted, I, it was so hard for me not to be like, you You just flattened the tire yourself. But I, he had tried to do this nice thing, so I couldn't, I couldn't break it. He's like, yo, you were really flat. I had no idea. I'm like, you just let all the air out of my tire, and now I have to walk you five didn't miles tell home. That? I couldn't do it. I didn't have the heart to do it. He was such a nice guy. And so I had to call April to come pick me up. You should have made him to... put the bike on his back and then take it to where you're going. You walk. <laughs> Let's do a quick uh, where were you? When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? We had a little foreboding of this story in the last episode. I was in Calgary. Yeah, let's hunker down. Crazy let's story. Talk about it. Crazy story. Um, so, like I said in the last episode, I'm not getting approached a lot. Uh, you know, the older you get and the more you've done stand up, and also the more, well, generally the more you talk about how you're married on stage, no one approaches you after shows. Yeah, you have to be a very bold person, yeah, right. a bold woman who really wants to get some. Plus, at this point, although I'm extremely, uh, you know, much sought after. I'm also hideously ugly at this point too. So in any event, this girl comes up after the show and she's very attractive. And uh, did she, she have all of the, you know, everything up top? She had a full set of ears. No, she had these two things um, that she actually could see through. Were they both balls? Yeah, they're like balls inside these like sockets. I, you know what? Yeah. I think I've got it upside down. Yeah. I thought that it was your dick and balls were on your face. <laughs> I've been referring to my genitalia <laughs> as my nose and eyes. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Now I remember when I first learned about the male anatomy. Yeah. Uh, years later, my father would say, you're holding the National Geographic upside down. <laughs> it seemed like most people's ears were not full, you know, with knees and a foot attached and everything. I guess I thought that ears were legs. Yeah, I mean, I, what a, I could see where you could have, yeah. I'm telling you, my whole world came crashing yeah. down in 1984. Yeah. It's weird when you're a kid. Well, the whole, actually, it's a very well. It's weird, well it's weird when yeah, you're a kid where you, you misperceive the world. Chance just told me the other day that he was worried when he was a little kid. Now, this is the first time I had heard this, that um, there'd be no way to get the food out of your body, um, that it would just stay there forever and you'd just grow bigger and bigger. Really? Yeah, and I go, what, what did you think was happening with your diapers and that whole thing? He's like, it didn't even occur to me. He's like, I just was worried all the time that I was going to blow up and never get the really? food out of my body. How yeah. old is he now? Yeah, he's, he's 12 now. But he told me that, and I revealed to him something that I thought. When someone said someone was suing another family or suing somebody, I thought they were lassoing them and pulling them behind a horse. That's what I was picturing when he got sued. You're lassoed. And really? you're pulled behind a horse. We all these misperceptions. Very 1800s. When we were kids. Yeah. yeah. What was your? Do you remember a misperception when you were a kid? How you perceived the world? Well, I just I hadn't seen any like nude photos. Like my father wasn't a guy who had like yeah. playboys around the yeah. house. Actually, across the street there was a, the guy who lived across the street from us. He, I found it. I discovered at one point that in a closet downstairs in the basement, he had like boxes and boxes of playboys yeah he had subscribed for 10 years or yeah. something and he was very much that kind of guy yeah you know yeah he's oh, i love that wait how'd you so find much. out that he had those 
we I think we were playing hide and seek and I yeah. looked and I was like, oh my God. And so eventually I started just going in there and looking at him and sort of putting my foot in the door. And it was it was in an age that was too young for masturbation, I think. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't believe how sexy and it was just you know, it was overwhelming. But <clears throat> you know, they don't have any male um he wasn't collecting play girl. Let right. me put it that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the only real nude photos I'd seen of men were in National Geographic. I thought that people's faces yeah. had a dick and balls yeah. on them. You know, eyeballs, obviously, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that a man's penis was his nose and his testicles were his eyes. And so I just, and I got to tell you, it was so ingrained in me. That sometimes, even now, as a 41-year-old male, even now, I look at a guy's nose, and if it's a nice one, I'm just like, oh, nice dick. He's <laughs> got a great dick on him. Uh, you know? I don't even know if this is true. If somebody makes their eyes really big, just yeah. like, whoa, type yeah. thing, I yeah. just say, God, I had a great pair of balls. <laughs> So <laughs> it's very rare you see yeah. a great dick and balls that That's whole true. set on somebody's face. Yeah. But when you do, oh Lord, yeah. you come immediately <laughs> <laughs> while giving them CPR. Right, right. And I suck on the nose. <laughs> I don't mess with the mouth. Yeah, a lot of people do CPR that way. They, 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 they go with the mouth. But I do CPR through the ear, but everybody's different. Everyone's different. And I think those things that she sees with her ovaries. So I, I don't. I don't know. No one knows. No one knows for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Why is the male version of that so much funnier? Yeah, well, I think the male unit is so ridiculous that it it's is. just out it's there. It's a ludicrous looking set of parts. It makes it's, no it's sense. Ludicrous. Why would you have the testicles out? Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you have them inside? That's the thing about Beauty and the Beast. We, we are all we're all beasts. We're yeah. all just hideous creatures. Right. I don't know why anyone ever. <laughs> you ever just get a look at yourself? You're like, why would anyone want to have sex with this? Why would anyone want to have sex with this? You know? So, yeah, that's so it's, funny. It's, we're terribly Dude. just disgusting looking creatures. It, 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 it comes down to the penis and the balls. It looks weird. No other part of you it does that. Yeah. Nothing else hangs and dangles. Yeah, it's it's out of place. Not it even really fingers. Is. It's out of place. Fingers don't even dangle. The balls just dangle. It, it almost They're just right there. Wherever you move, they just swing around. It's a you little swing it set. It's an afterthought. It, it I guess really you know, someone was like, eh, the only way we can pull this off is to have this thing hanging and this other thing hanging over it, and we'll just kind of uh, we'll make it work. But, it, but it other animals work. have it inside, and then it comes out like a yeah. dog. You know what I'm going to do? Let's hear it. I'm going to tease this uh, this story until the next episode. I'm going to keep <laughs> teasing it over and over. The Calgary story, uh, over and over again, Protrusion. just to try to get you to stick around and listen to the next episode. In the meantime, we're going to finish up this episode with a little maskers. Like 85 percent of superheroes, this is maskers. Just to give us some structure and here. It's not about masks. It's asking the masters. Uh, here's a tweet by uh, Avi Silver, who writes uh, I must ask as a masker, the recent episode was, was talking about coasters and what do the boys think about a quote, over the toaster, coaster roaster? 
Over the toaster coaster roaster. That's great. That's like if you put, you know, paper coasters or something on top of a toaster. Yeah. And they get kind of roasted and they'd smell good. I love that. That's my favorite thing. Okay. I'm reading another one here. This is by uh, Philip Asshole at Philip Asshole. If I fill up asshole. Yeah, that's a good if I accidentally ran into a wall, will I have stubbed my body? Yes. I love that. I love the body stuff. That's a great one. Body stubbed. How'd you hurt yourself? I body stubbed. I got body stubbed. Someone had to give me CPR. I know, but I think it's more I stubbed my toe. I stubbed my body. I I got actually passed out. I actually stubbed my body. And uh, someone had to give me CPR. And they ended up. Yeah. Go ahead. They ended up coming in their pants. Oh, my God! (laughs) Kaka! Kaka! Cash Levy and not TJ Miller. When I eat too much Mugu Guy Pan, Mugu Guy Pan, and shit myself, then step in it. Pushu Guy Pan. <laughs> Pushu Guy Pan. Yeah. Um, Pushu Guy Pan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It tracks Milo Minderbender. Oh, here's Del Acosta, our favorite sub. Would you rather only be able to last three minutes before coming or require one hour in order to come? That's really interesting. So what he's saying is you really have two options. The pleasure will only last three minutes and then you would ejaculate. Or you cannot ejaculate until you've been having sex for an hour. Yeah, no. It's so there are no quickies where yeah. you actually mm-hmm. orgasm. Mm-hmm. I think if you choose that one, your life really is more like a woman. You kind of understand more a woman's experience in the bedroom. But the three minute, which would you do? Oh, the three minute. Just immediately? Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot done in that other 57 minutes, I should say. <laughs> no, I, I mean, where are you going to find someone who wants to spend an hour doing this stuff, you know? I think I would do the hour. You know why? Because I think I would be okay not having an orgasm if Kate had an orgasm. Hmm. And then occasionally we would just go for it for a full hour. I guess the other question is, Della Costa... Do you do you have to be having sex the entire hour? Well, if if you don't have to be having sex the whole hour, then I'd take the hour. But having sex for an hour, that seems untenable. Milo Minderbender writes, the cardboard box that my cats like to nap on. Boxton, Catsachusetts? <laughs> I think that I might like be a stretch. Of that. I like it. MCP Fister, McFister. Wow, I kind of love this person. Uh, how do they get? Ooh, and call. Hey, look, and in Golden, Colorado. Hi, MC DeBerry. Look at her. She's great. I wonder if this is really the picture of you. All right, MC DeBerry. Yeah, it is. Look at that. What fun. Her dog. Your dog was a Biden supporter. Her dog ran for Biden. Wow. MC DeBerry. How do they get water up into the water tower? Is there even water up there? <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Um, that is a question. 
It's like, how do we get it up there? Is it a hose from down below? And aren't they getting the water from the water tower? So are they just putting the water in the tower through a hose to <laughs> refill itself? Yeah, and do we really know there's water in there? I don't think so. You know what they did that was really funny? This happened a little while ago. Yeah. I forget where. I feel like it was in Colorado. I forget where. And it was a picture of Elvis. And somebody had shot Elvis right in the dick. He was on the side of a water tower. <laughs> yeah. And so it just looked like he was urinating. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the funniest pranks I've ever heard. Yeah. But they got so upset because they're like, we're losing thousands of gallons of water a day. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's such a funny idea. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing, and it's amazing that he got the shot correct. And it's so funny. People must have come from miles around to see it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, in my opinion, it's kind of a good use of the water. I know people are saying it's wasteful, but like for general happiness as a utilitarian, which is my ethical system, I think you got to shoot Elvis in the dick and let the water. <laughs> I mean, imagine you could, and that's fun for the whole family. You can bring a kid who's you know, eight or four years old and they'll laugh. They'll be like, Oh my God, giant Elvis is peeing. It's so great. So any MC to Barry, I don't know, but there's plenty of funny stuff to be had. Mitch M. Mitchism. How dream cash levy and not TJ Miller had a phone number with an answering machine for cashing in for people to submit maskers. But when I called in, they'd switch it to a live number and they trolled me with the donkey and the Jeff bit and kept braying at me. Braying <laughs> at you. Mitch, I'm sorry we brayed at you, man. I really, really am. God, you're funny. I man. like that people are dreaming about us. I think that's great. We should get, I think we can get a phone number where you guys could call. Oh, that'd be fun. Would that be fun? That would be fun. Um, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. Maybe I'll just give them my prepaid burner phone. That's what I'll do on the next episode. I'll figure out. I'll figure that out, and then you can text and you can leave messages. Well, it would on be the fun phone. to listen to them, you know. Yeah, coming up with yeah. them. Yeah, of course. Anyone else them. remember a hilarious at not TJ Miller skit where his girlfriend was sick at a hospital and he tried not to get sick? Oh, well, so good. I'm trying my hardest to find it. Someone please drop a link in the maskers. Um, yeah, that was a short film. By um, that was a short film by Tyler Spindell, who's sort of from the the Adam Sandler world, um, and so uh, yeah, it was called uh, Love and Germophobia. Um, so you can find it then. I'll try and send it to you also. Um, yeah, see, it's all, you know, it used to be so fun. All right, Della Costa, and we're so happy. Remember, everybody listening, a maskers doesn't have to be, like, clever. It can really be, like, the water tower question of just what do you guys think? This has been something I've pondered. Because we'd love to just see more of them in general. But Della Costa is great. He says, if I do a good deed but no one sees it, does it still count? It's a perfect example of what we just said. What do you think? Oh, it counts more. Oh, counts okay. double. I think when you leave it, you know, an extra big tip or you don't look at the you've disappeared by the time a good deed is done that you've uh, that you've done. You you actually feel better even because you're like, oh, that counts double almost like it wasn't really about 
Of course, we know everything we do is for selfish reasons to some extent. But okay, Ann Rand. Ah! <laughs> 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 God! One of my funniest things in 2022, I yeah. think, because it's coming to a close, yeah. was for sure in the time that I went and saw... <laughs> Jesus. When I went and saw... Um, Fireworks with Kate, yeah. and, uh, and we just came up with the joke. I mean, I did. That what if there's a guy who fireworks scared him so much, <laughs> but he also liked them. So, but it was, so he went there, and yeah. every time a firework would happen, because we were watching fireworks, yeah. I'd be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that was a good one. And I'd be like, pow, pow, and I'd be like, oh, oh no, oh god, no. <laughs> Oh, God, no, it's so funny. <laughs> ah! <laughs>